0: Naperville, welcome back to Real Talk. I'm Chris Grano, your host. Today is our first monthly market update. So some of you who followed the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update in the past, we have now folded that podcast into this new one, and we're gonna bring you a monthly market update once a month to give you a snapshot on what's happening in the real estate market, Naperville and greater Chicagoland. So stick around, that is what's next. This is the city we call our own. These are the stories of the people we call our neighbors. This is the heartbeat of our hometown. Naperville, this is Real Talk. Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. My name is Chris Grano once again, and my co-host today, welcome back, Mr. Todd Gossin of Compass Mortgage. Todd, how you doing?
1: Good. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully, everybody's enjoying the warmth coming back to us.
0: Ooh, I'm telling you, I love it. My My son was like... My son didn't want to wear, like, anything. I was going to wear a T-shirt, Dad. How about we put a light jacket on, buddy, okay? (laughs) So, oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited to be back with the update. We we kind of, you know, we knew we were retooling the podcast, so we kind of ended off near the end of last year, and we're back now, and really the spring market is underway. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, it feels like it's come early this year, just a little bit, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I think everybody wants to know, I mean, when I'm talking with buyers and sellers right now, everybody wants to know what's going on. They want, they're asking me about interest rates. They're asking me about uh, inflation. They're asking me about, in the last week, the war, the war in Russia and Ukraine, you know? So everybody wants to know how does this affect, you know, my real estate world? I mean, it's, it's a reality. It's, it's the economy that you know we're dealing with in our own lives and we wanna know how's that gonna affect everything. So Todd, we're gonna to do what we usually do. We're gonna talk over some uh, statistics to give in people an idea of, of what's going on in the neighborhood market. And I'm gonna ask you a question. We're gonna kind of go through, You know, last night was the State of the Union as we're recording this today is, the, is March 2nd. Last night was the State of the Union address. We're gonna do the State of the Market address. So no, boo- no booing, no cheering. <laughs> I think we can, I think we can pull it off. Does that sound good? <laughs> it sounds wonderful. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to share my screen actually, uh, for a second here so we can take a look at some stats I kind of try to give people an idea, you know, of, of what's happening and how it shifts from month to month. All right. So right now what I've got pulled up here is Naperville in, and the greater Chicagoland area. And the first thing I want to focus on is sales price. So we're going to look back over the last one year, and we're going to do an average of three months uh, going back. So at all price points, we have a 15% increase in one year in the average sales part, the median sales point in Neighborville. In the greater Chicagoland area, that's 12.7. So you can see the Neighborville's outperforming the region as a whole. And if we go back three years, I mean, you can see where that was. It, it was actually pretty static right from 2019 all the way through sort of the end of 2020. And it's these last two years when it has really risen. So, again, if you're shopping, uh, things are certainly a little bit more expensive this year than they were last year. So, uh, you know, and people ask me, I'm sure they ask you this, too, Todd. What are prices going to do? Well, <laughs> if I had a crystal ball, I'd be be—I'd be a billionaire. But um, they're probably not going to go down. Would you agree with that? At least over the next uh, three to six, 12 months.
1: Well, I, I don't actually know how they could go down knowing that we have a shortage of housing and we have more buyers and we know what to do with. Yeah. So it's just, it's not probable.
0: No. Agreed. And and if you talk to any economist, again, things don't, first of all, things don't um, turn around that quickly.
1: Right. So when
0: people say things like, well, we're experiencing inflation. Yeah, we're, we are. And, you know, and if that continues, um, you know, and if, if rates rise, certainly things will adjust, but the real estate market does not turn on a dime. You know, where, whereas the stock market, sure, it could fall, uh, you know, b- uh, by a third tomorrow. That doesn't happen in real estate. It, it lags behind. It takes more time to adjust. So that's pricing. OK, so let's look at let's look at supply. So if you remember in the podcast before, um, month supply of inventory is, is the the metric that we use to determine how quickly things are selling. Okay, so how quickly do things come to the market and then how quickly are they bought up by buyers? So the month supply of inventory across all price ranges in Naperville, if you go back one year ago, uh, we were at 3.0 or in February, we were at 2.8. Okay, so that's still a pretty strong seller's market. If you look at where we're at right now, Naperville is 1.1. So much lower. It's it's down. If you look at the metric on the side here, down 60 percent. Uh in the greater Chicago land market's down forty four percent. so and if you just look at new listings, okay, so that's listings that are coming to the market um, you know each month, and this is a three month average, that's down again forty five percent from a year ago in Naperville. So it is down there's no there's no denying that. And so how do we react to it? How do we win? That's a whole other discussion, but you need to understand. <laughs> You need to understand where things are at, right? Right. And it's it's making these conversations, Todd, that you and I have so much more important than ever. They were always very important, but I tell you for the buyers right now who call me up and just want to go look at a house and they don't want to talk about the state of the market. They don't want to talk about how their situation, um, you know, what their story is and how it fits into what's happening. I just, I have to say, I'm so sorry. We have to slow down just a little bit. We have to have these conversations because you're going to have a terrible experience if we don't prepare for this type of market. Would you agree with that?
1: Agreed. hundred percent.
0: I mean, I would say that honestly, I'm having more conversations now, thankfully, with buyers than I ever did. I'm having, I'm having buyers contact me further out, which is wonderful. I had buyers contact me last year, Chris, we think we want to buy next year and we just want to get the conversation started. That's like A plus. Okay, guys, like good job. You're you're doing what you need to be doing. But if you're calling up Todd or you're calling up me and saying, oh, I want to go b- buy a house this weekend, we'll do our best to help you. <laughs> but, but, but you're not really setting yourself up for success.
1: Well, and I think the thing that we all have to keep in mind is, is that uh, we have become such a social and such, such a news-driven population that uh, opinion is not fact. Mm. Even even when you're dealing with the top economists in the world, uh, they are making educated overviews of where they think and what things are going to happen. If, mm-hmm. if, if somebody knew the answers, number one, it would be like, okay, there you go. There's the Yoda of the economic world, right? And if not... You just have to be, you know, if we can see just common sense in some things and help people understand and empower them to make those decisions based on some sort of reality versus a Google. Hmm. That's not a knock on Google because there is content galore there, but there's also an, a forum for opinion, right? Yeah. And so, you know, that's the things that we all have to be careful of. You're right, is when more and more people are getting ahead of this curve more so than they ever have ever since I remember 26 years of finance is that people want to make sure they're prepared now and they have to be prepared going into a market where there's little inventory and there's a whole bunch of them wanting to buy. Right. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. You've got to do things the right way. We've talked about that before. Todd, you and I held a workshop for buyers earlier this year where we talked about that and if you don't know what you need to do, ask questions, you know, and, and we're happy to point you in the right direction but it's important that you understand these things. So I'm, I'm gonna kind of go back real quick one time and, and look at once more at these sure. numbers. I'm gonna show um, market time, okay? So if we look at the time homes are sitting on the market, we are at 31 days a year ago and we've we sunk down really low. I mean, this is how long it takes a home to sell, okay? <laughs> so we sunk down last summer. I mean, look at these average days on market, six days, seven days. We're back up to 17, okay? So it's, um, you know, homes are taking a whole 10 days longer now to sell than they did back in August. But still, year over year, that, that number's cutting about half, 45%. Well, you know. let's,
1: let's talk about that. Don't lose the image because where you saw houses on the market at seven days also was the lowest points of interest rates we've ever seen in history. Mm-hmm. There was that anxiety. I got to do this. I got to do this or I'm yeah. going to lose out in that opportunity. And this is the very thing that we need to talk about is as you see on that curve, as things start moving up interest rates, wise, so does the length of days on market. Yeah. Which means that we don't maybe have 30 offers per house, maybe down. We're down to 10 or 15. Right. Yes. And I think that's the conversation as interest rates are number one in our conversation right now. Right. What are they what's going to happen with them? Yeah, and the reality is, as long as interest rates continue to tick up a little bit, what's all it's doing is slowing down the market. It's slowing down this this way of being able to say, if I don't do it now, I lose. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's not a win or lose. It's is this what you want? Right? right? And and there's no need to settle. But I think people got into that idea of I may need to settle just because if not, I'm not going to get what I want. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that this is the perfect illustration of showing. When interest rates start to come back to a little bit of reality, it also slows down the market, which will then start creating inventory, which then will allow more buyers to buy what they really want rather than settling. And, you
0: know, what's interesting, I just had this conversation with someone the other day. Right now, we're kind of chicken and the egg. Oh, right. uh, it's this okay. it's this like vicious cycle of, it, you know, of people are, you know, some people are going, OK, there's no houses out there, uh, so I can't I don't want to sell my house because I'm not going to find anything, you know, so then. There's no houses out there so you know it, con- it continues right and the and what everybody uh, a lot of folks do get a little freak out about the interest rates and they go man oh man you know interest rates are rising well for for those of you who are ready to, to you know rock and roll right now you're still sitting at historic, you know you know it's not the lowest they've ever been but in light of history they're yeah. still very low um you know and for anybody who didn't lock in yet and you can um, I don't know, maybe locking today because from what I saw, the rates took a small little, you know, a little dip down in, in light of the conflict worldwide and things like that. But but still, to your point, it's going to be good overall for the market when things rise up a little bit because it is going to make it a little less frenzied. And I mentioned before that things lag. So right now, I mean, if you're out there like, you know, on the ground right now, bidding on houses, it, it's rough. I mean, I've been out there with buyers. There's lots of there's lots of offers. Um, you've got to get in quick. I just messaged an agent about getting my client into a house this weekend. Uh, that's not even on the market yet, and she said, "Well, I'm booked through now through Friday, but I can get you on Saturday." Yeah. I mean, so it, it is tight, but th- that will catch up. Yeah. So we talked about that lag. It's not going to happen right this second, but four, five, six, seven, eight weeks from now, that will start to catch up. You will start to see inventory loosen up a little bit um and that's a good thing for people who are looking
1: it's totally a good thing i mean here's the thing with with all of this is that in 2018 from january to december rates went from four to five percent in 2019 before all heck broke loose with our pandemic rates were four and a half percent you know when you look at rates today at just the lowest rate for the cheapest cost without people buying down rates. If you're at a 4% or four and an A through 3.875, that is so beyond great, but we all have short-term memories. If we have 72 days of rates in the twos, all of a sudden everybody thinks that's the norm. Yeah. Remember that was government generated by us suppressing the interest rates to get everybody through a pandemic that was historically no one had seen, at least in our generation, right? Yep. So there's all kinds of things that go into that, but you're right, is, is even interest rates at four and a half is not bad. I remember when they were 10%. All 1982, right. they were 19% or 17%, whatever they were at that time. You know, and you know, when you start talking about how inflation impacts that, yes, the Federal Reserve has to somehow control inflation. And the way they do that is through raising what they call the short-term lending rate from bank to bank. That would affect short-term loans, mostly. Car loans, or sport utility vehicles, or whatever the case may be, right? But also in an indirect way, they do affect the interest rate market. But I need I, everybody needs to know: if if the Fed says they're raising interest rates a quarter percent, doesn't mean interest rates and in homes are going up a quarter percent.
0: It's not there, a one. To, it's not a one to one ratio. No,
1: it's not. Yeah. But it, it's 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 the point is is that they if they don't do something like that, what's going to happen is is that. We're just going to see inflation continue to grow. And when inflation continues to grow, that's not a healthy thing either. Most are projecting inflation by 2024 should go from the seven and a half we're at, which is at historical high since 1982, down to 2, 2.2% again. And just think about that is everything has a cause and effect. So we still have a supply issue. We still have an issue with, with ships sitting in the ocean. We don't have people to get them off and we don't have truckers delivering them, right? So... There is a real to all of this, but it's kind of like a domino, right? One falls for the bad, it seems to fall for the bad, the long. And if one starts falling for the good, it starts improving everything. That's the way our economy's always worked. So what we're going through right now is not a negative. It's just the reality is where have we ever seen ourselves where there is so many people that want to buy? we don't have the inventory, right? And And you got to realize that there was some cautiousness with sellers coming out of a pandemic thinking, do I really want to sell my house in a pandemic? Number one. And number two is, do I want to sell the house I've had for 25 years and move into a smaller house for the same price?
0: And there's still that issue right now, you know, right. even, even though we're, we're, we've been coming out of the pandemic for a year and, you know, finally governments are admitting that and, right and, and, but it, there's still that fear, you know, people like, what am I, what am I going to do? You know,
1: It's going to cycle through. It always yeah. has, it always will. It's a cycle. And, yeah. This is not a negative cycle. It's just a cycle of reality. It's just different than all the rest. That's all it is. And if, yeah. if you if you seriously are looking to buy or seriously looking to sell, there's going to be homes to buy and there's going to be homes to sell. It doesn't mean there's not going to be a little bit of aggravation going with it because you're competing for it, but that will soon go away too at some point, right? It's just a matter of time.
0: You know, and I want to address kind of two things that you, you hinted at, you know? Um, so, number one, you know, am I going to buy a house that's smaller and more expensive or whatever? People are wondering like, you know, well, what, I'm buying at the height of the market. Well, number one, <laughs> you're, number one, if you're selling, you're selling at the height of the market. Yeah. Then you're going to buy at the height of the market. It's a wash, right? So it, it, it's like anything financially, you know, you don't get hurt on the roller coaster unless you jump off. Right. So you got to ride that wave. So if you're going to sell now and you're going to buy, and if things go down price wise. And again, that's a big if. There's knock on wood, okay? There's almost no chance that happens in the next 3-6 months. Could it happen could prices actually actually go down in the future? It's possible, but number 1, we've got to catch up the inventory first. So more than likely what you're talking about is things will just they'll just soften a bit. And what that means is the rate of increase will slow. So, you know, instead of we looked at we had a 15% increase in value from uh, and last year, you know, January 2021 to right now, so will it be a 15 increase percent increase till January 2023, February 2023? Maybe not. You know, maybe that'll slow to seven percent or eight percent. Um, will things go down? Maybe. Uh, what I would do again, number one, try to uh, plan for long term strategy. Just in life in general, right? If you're going to buy a house, I wouldn't buy a house and plan to sell it in two years. That's not a good. Generally, not a great financial move because you're going to have expenses, you know, involved in that sale. So if you're going to buy a house, plan to hold it for three to five or more years. Um, If you are going to, you know, people talk to me about buying new construction. You're going to buy new construction, better hold it for longer, you know, because the shine wears off. It's not new anymore. And that's going to not be worth the same as if, you know, there was a brand new house. So you've got to make smart choices. But it doesn't mean that you just freeze up and do nothing, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, and and, and just think of it as is, is a home is investment, right? And you're investing your money into something. And when you invest your money into real estate, I mean, that's not a negative thing. But it's like buying a stock. You don't buy a stock to sell it next month unless you're a trader. Right. If, if you had your money in your 401k and you just kept contributing to it over the course of 20 years, do you think there's anything that wouldn't tell you that it's going to be worth more? It's never not happened.
0: That's right. That's right. So
1: that's the way you got to kind of look at this big picture. If you're looking to get in and out, then that's a whole nother conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, then that's then you're right. Then that's not really home buying. That's that's investing. That's, that's right. That, that is a different conversation. You know, so if you're an investor out there and you're looking at where things are at. Yeah, let's have a conversation. And it's a different conversation. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, the other thing about you mentioned inflation you know, there's people who are worried about, you know, oh well, what if rates go up a little bit? Well, I, what about inflation? <laughs> you know,
1: like, yeah.
0: like we, we need to get that under control. And so, you know, so people say, well, I'm worried. You know, uh, it cost me a tiny bit more in interest, uh, you know, to buy a home now than it did in August. Yeah, well, look at all the money sitting in your in your savings account right now. It's worth less than it was a year ago because of inflation. So that we we have to get that as a as a country, we have to get that under control. Um, Absolutely. And- All of life will be better when we do
1: well. And I think a great conversation topic for you is 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 when people look at it from that standpoint is real estate's an inflation hedge, right? You're making money on real estate in an inflation environment, not in not in sitting in your savings account. That's right. You know, so that is a great conversation. Maybe we should have the next time is how does that actually work? And how is that uh, how does that seem to be a better solution? To change and maybe flip the storyline.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're right. So, I mean, I think the good news, and just to underscore one thing, we can say is that if you're a homeowner in Naperville, I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. Your home values are great right now, uh, and and this I want to touch on what you said too, um, or at least you you jogged my memory to say this. Um, if you're going to be buying a home right now, and you are concerned about where yeah. are you where are you putting your money, Naperville is a great place to put it.
1: Yes, it is.
0: I mean, the values here, uh, and that's not to say anything about surrounding suburbs. Certainly, Todd and I help folks buy all around the Chicagoland area. Yeah. But for those of you who listen to this podcast, because you're interested in living in Naperville, or you do live in Naperville, it's a good place to put it. There's, um, you know, obviously businesses is open and happening here every single day. Uh, The entertainment and art scene is fantastic. Uh, The schools are highly rated. So if you're gonna if you're gonna plan on okay, where can I put my money that it'll you know as a little bit of a hedge in case there is some future issues uh i'll tell you what that's where my money is so <laughs> i can definitely i can definitely recommend it to anybody who wants
1: to yeah always remember some of the greatest wealth in the world is built through real estate
0: that's right that's right and if i uh, if it wasn't a family-friendly show i would uh, play a, a snoop dog clip that i heard <laughs> the other day <laughs> About that, but you can look at my Instagram for that one. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, before we say goodbye, um, I just want to, you know, give a plug for this podcast in general. Todd and I are going to be doing this once a month. And um, I want to just show you just no audio, but just kind of a clip of uh, my most recent podcast uh, episode that I did with um, Paul Serena. So Paul is a paleontologist and an archaeologist and explorer who grew up here in Naperville. This amazing story in this podcast that he shares about his experience growing up in Naperville and then oh yeah by the way, the fact that he's traveled around the world and discovered you know dozens of dinosaurs and discovered the largest c- civilization find in the Sahara desert predating the Egyptians. so it's an amazing it's an amazing conversation. Wow. yeah I mean you can find that on the YouTube channel youtube.com/ chrisgrano, it's uh, on the same place that, that this episode will be found on all podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Todd, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. And uh, we'll be back here for the April Monthly Market, market Update. Bye, everybody. I'm excited. Take care, guys.